From Noble Robot on East Hennepin Avenue in crepuscular Minneapolis, this is Nice Games Club, the show where nice game devs talk gaming and game development. I'm Ellen Burns-Johnson, and I make nice games. I'm Steve McGregor, and I make nice games. And I'm Arthur Croy, and I think I pronounced that word wrong. <laughs> crepuscular? Yeah. Did you? Maybe. I was trying hard not to laugh. <laughs> <laughs> For this week's episode, our topics are relaxing games and commitment. And so, everyone's ready. Let's start. <laughs> I'm Ellen Burns Johnson, and I really try not to laugh. <laughs> crepuscular, crepuscular. See, I told you this is why I didn't want to say it on there because I knew I would have a hard time. But I was maybe I said it right. It's all, it's all a blur. <laughs> Ellen, what does this word mean? God, why are we laughing? Crepuscular. Crepuscular is a word that means active during the twilight hours. Mm-hmm. So it's like. Refers to animals, you know, like animals can be nocturnal, like a, an owl is nocturnal or a bat is nocturnal. Mm-hmm. Or humans are typically diurnal, unless you're Mark. <laughs> <clears throat> I'm, I'm laughing on the outside. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but, but tired on the inside. Yeah. Um, right. So there's like diurnal animals that are active during the day. Nocturnal animals are active at night. And crepuscular animals are active in the between times. Mm-hmm. So like deer. And deer are often very crepuscular. Right. I see. And Swans. that's when we're recording this episode is, well, it's a bit late in the year, so it's <laughs> dawn, dusk has occurred. It's but, been yeah. dark for like an hour and a half now. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, uh, what we would wish for. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I'm pretty sure you said that word correctly. <laughs> Fair enough. I guess. <laughs> uh, we're getting loopy, folks. Yeah. Um, you each have something to talk about before we get into our topics. So let's do it. Who wants yeah. to go first? Mine's going to be a big rant. Okay. You should go yeah, first. I'll go first. Um, well, I, I totally failed at segueing into this properly because I uh, it would actually have been a great tie-in with Crepuscular. But uh, yeah, I binge-watched all of Midnight Mass in one one sitting ah. with Eric back when we were on our Denventure. Um, <laughs> we visited Denver, and yeah. one of the things we did while we were in Denver is a thing you can do whenever you have a TV and an internet connection, and that is binge-watch a Netflix show. Mm-hmm. So we did. And the only tie-in with this episode is that it's Midnight Mass. It talks about being in the nighttime and Crepuscular is kind of about the nighttime. So that was that. That's all I have to say. Um, But it's a lot to binge watch. You would stay up till three in the morning. Please don't do it. Also, isn't that show pretty dark? Like, not just in the fact that it takes place at night. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's a lot to be binge watching. Yeah. Yep. I mean, hey. Yep. Whatever you need to vacation, right? (laughs) <laughs> I mean, I, you do you we and then the next day we went to the botanical gardens oh which were really pretty huh that's a big change of pace absolutely uh. <laughs> variety variety is the spice of life true that true yeah. that uh okay nickelodeon um also spicy ne- ne- what's the name the full name of the game is like nickelodeon all-stars brawl or something uh-huh. it's the new it's the new fighting game that, that just came out last week on like Tuesday or something. You can hear the lack of respect in Steven's I- voice. <laughs> okay, so here's the thing. Here's the thing. First off, this game, they don't have any fairly odd parents characters. It really is called Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl. I yeah, thought you were just like no, throwing out make, random words. Like it's probably not, called that. Did not make it up. <laughs> pretty, That's the name of the game. It's pretty lame. There's a, lot of, there's a lot of reps in that game that don't make any sense. Um, there's like two Ren and Stimpy reps. They don't, there's not, this is not necessary. You don't need that many reps. What is a rep? Oh, sorry. A representative of the of the the series. So uh, like, okay. Vocab. <laughs> Just call them characters. No. <laughs> I have opinions. Characters have stories, and it's a fighting game, Mark. Oh, fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> you invited me on this podcast. 
is the content you get. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, I don't like I don't like a lot of the roster in 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 the fighting game. And uh-huh. frankly, the way that the fighting game like plays is is really weird. It's Hold up, very- can I play as Doug? No. Doug is, I guess, owned. <laughs> I think Doug is owned by Disney or something oh, at this that. point. So, like, oh, that's right, because it aired on ABC at some point. I don't yeah. know why I know that. <laughs> yeah, so Weird. you can't, so you can't play as them because, like, you, you know, they don't own them anymore. Um, which is sad. I would like to play as Doug as well. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of characters I'd like to play as, but they're not in the game. Um, also, do I get to play as any member of the Midnight Society? No. <laughs> Ooh. It's just not a game for you, Mark. Now you guys are both mad. <laughs> also, the game doesn't have tap up to jump, which is a staple in Smash games and platforming fighting games. You have tap up to jump. You oh, see, I, I'm into that because yeah. I hate that in, oh, in Smash. Well, see, I know a lot of people do, so they're probably fine with it. But me, <laughs> me. Right. That's who matters right now. Exactly. <laughs> I'm not a fan. Put that mess in the game so I could play it properly. <laughs> <sighs> put, put it in the game. So he can be mad only about not playing the characters that he wants to yeah, play. Yeah, I can't play as X-Gen And then also I. maybe losing to his brother from time to it's time. It's not going to happen. Well, actually, in this game, it probably will because he uses, my brother uses the buttons to jump, so he could probably play just fine. Mm-hmm. I haven't played against him yet, but uh, probably not gonna. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now that I've gotten all heated, somebody relax me. <laughs> nice. Oh, pew, 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 pew. <laughs> oh, wait, that's not actually the sound that we want. We want like... There it is. Okay, so I wanted to talk about relaxing games. Yes. Which is which is not hilarious because we've sandwiched it between <laughs> Steven's rant, <laughs> Steven's rant about Nickelodeon and his topic later which is of course also about fighting games. Yeah, he couldn't he couldn't wait till it was his turn to talk. He no. <laughs> Get it in early. Always. <laughs> um but in between in between that high octane content we'll have a little moment well where we talk about relaxing games. Mm-hmm. So, I don't mean casual games, right? And I I what I mean is games that are engaging mm-hmm. but not stressful. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, something I can play in between Hades and Metroid Dread instead of mindlessly reading dumb stuff on Reddit. Or, like, I can play yeah. it while I'm, you know, like, in bed and going to sleep. My husband does not like it when I do that because he's very much about sleep hygiene. Uh. But uh, I'm not. So, <laughs> I, <laughs> I like doodling around on my phone before I go to bed. I don't know. I actually find I find it relaxing. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I find it not relaxing if mm-hmm. I end up on the wrong stuff on Reddit. But if I had a nice relaxing game I could play mm-hmm. then that would be a great like bedtime ritual I'd pet the dogs and then I'd go back into bed and I'd tuck myself in and I'd pull up my phone and I would move little blocks around or something uh-huh. mm-hmm. yeah so I listed out a bunch of games that I thought were kind of like what I was talking about but I also wanted to hear kind of you know just recommendations from you guys and, mm-hmm. and whether there's a better way to maybe define this as a genre because I think there are different like things that can be relaxing but aren't necessarily what i'm talking about so i think what i'm going to say is i'm going to take you on a journey of ideas and hopefully it'll come to a thesis at the end of the conversation yeah cool okay so some games i have found somewhat relaxing which will help us get to our thesis optica yeah ah yes love that game locally made yes locally made by gravic um, and it was really, really relaxing. So you're moving shapes around. It's like one of those 3D puzzle games and you're rotating and you're trying to fit things together in three space, but there's also like some illusory mechanics that are really fun. Yeah, it is. It's a mobile game. You could describe it as a casual game, but it engages your thinker mm. yeah. more than most of these kinds of games do. Yeah. Yeah. 
And that's kind of the sweet spot that I want is like, it's a casual game, but a, a, but a thinker, like you actually are engaged. It's mm-hmm. not just like you're tapping the buttons or whatever. Like yeah. it's actually grabbing your attention and engaging you in some way, but not in a way that like charges up your adrenaline Yeah, because you're trying to go to sleep Yeah, or you're trying to calm down so that you can play Metroid Dread again. You know, <laughs> I, I, I like the way you're describing that because the way I think of it, or the way, the way you're describing it, the way I'm thinking of it now is that like, you're kind of playing a game that will just use up the rest of the energy in your battery tank. Yeah. That will not like fuel it back up or right. like try to get you to like overcharge your battery. I'm not describing this well. The, mo- the, I mean, the metaphor is lost. But. It, it fell apart at the end, but that's yeah. a really good, that's a really good metaphor. Yeah. Okay. Cool. 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 So yeah, that, that kind of a game is kind of what we're looking for here. Yeah. Right? Like I'm hosting to a stop. Yes. I'm still yeah. moving forward. Yeah, yeah. But I'm not like really accelerating. I'm still moving. And but I'm moving, you know, coasting, coasting to a stop. Yeah. That's cool. Good. Good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a good way of thinking about it. Now, I will say Optico was was like perfect for me, except for on that one level I got stuck for like four days. Yeah, I know the one you're talking about. Yes, you do. <laughs> like six four. Like there's like it's, one level. Or there's, something, it's right? further on in the game. Yeah. yeah, it's not like the last level. It's further on in the game, and you're. I, I, that was not. That was not coasting to a stab. That was not <laughs> relaxing. I was mad, and I got through it. And I didn't cheat. I don't think I could cheat because there wasn't any literature about, about it. So I had to, I had to just, just everybody it. saying, how do you beat this one? Basically like how, how well you, t- you turn the thing and then you turn the thing some more. Thank you. Yes. Um, I did figure it out and that was very gratifying, but the experience of figuring that level out was not, not very relaxing. Oh, I've been there. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. My favorite was I, I talked to Matt about that level and <laughs> he's like, yeah, that was a toughie. Like, <laughs> <laughs> not not apologizing no, for it. Good for him. Good, good for, for him, him. indeed. Yeah, for real. <laughs> good for him. <laughs> yeah. Maybe I'll play it again. Maybe maybe I'll play it again and it'll be more relaxing because I know I can do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but it's been long enough that puzzles will probably still kind of feel fresh. Yeah. So. Yeah. Oh, that's kind of a cool strategy actually is um because that, that game is it's not randomized. It's the right. specifically yeah. designed levels. Uh, there's something kind of neat about doing it again sometime later because you maybe you half remember it yeah Yeah. that's even more relaxing but you're still thinking about it yeah yeah maybe i mean like some games you just can't play again like mist that game will always make me mad (laughs) (laughs) anyway i mean it did just i mean it's a new version just came out (laughs) is it a deluxe version (laughs) (laughs) everything does look a little nicer a little more polished yeah but the ending's still like kind of cheesy yeah okay (laughs) done Sorry, this isn't relaxed. Future topic, future topic. Yeah, this yeah. isn't relaxed. <laughs> that, that'll be my rant for the next meta. <clears throat> anyway, uh, Monument Valley, kind of similar oh, mechanics sure. when you're kind of rotating around. That one, I, yeah, that one, was, that one was pretty good. I don't remember I like game. being frustrated at any points there. Yeah, I, I just, think for the most part, all of the puzzles just kind of worked. Or like it made sense if you looked at it long enough. And by long enough, it was like even like an hour at max. Yeah. Yeah. That was maybe for the bigger ones. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was pleasing to rotate. I think there's something about the motion that's really important for me, like mm-hmm. in the engagement piece. Cause like if I'm doing a racing game, obviously motion is really important, but that's yeah. not relaxing necessarily. Yeah. Now, if I'm driving around, like one of the things I always found really relaxing was in Breath of the Wild and just riding my pony. Yeah. And we're like, never just riding around. And then I'd switch ponies and I'd ride faster. Uh-huh. Or I'd switch ponies and I'd ride slower and I'd hit chickens or something. <laughs> um, Ellen. No. <laughs> it was the first thing I popped in my head. I don't think I actually hit many chickens. Maybe I did. <laughs> anyway. You're not supposed to. I hit I, I hit the the bad guys. There you go. Yes, perfect. Those are the ones you're That's to the story we'll tell the constable. <laughs> <laughs> um but like the motion the motion is really important. But like not yeah. the not needing to rely on like 
twitch reflexes or anything to yeah, get through it. Yeah. So like exactly. being able to rotate the puzzles around in Optica or in Monument Valley or just being able to like move through the landscape and have some agency about where I go or how I move the thing seems to be really helpful in that, you know, to capture that feeling of relaxation that I want mm-hmm. while also bal- balancing it with like the the necessary variety to keep me engaged. Yeah. So yeah, Breath of the Wild is a good example because um, not the very end when you're hunting for the last couple of shrines. Yeah. But when you got a maybe 15 left or something the work is finding them yeah and it's very calming Mm -hmm. you're just sort of like doing a search pattern yeah Yeah. you know it's not that you know you still need to like keep active you need to be paying attention looking all over the place but there's it's relaxing then once you find it or find one of them Mm -hmm. the puzzle inside isn't that hard yeah Yeah. so you know because none of them are that hard yeah Yeah. and so it's sort of like you could have it's a slow walk to the reward at that point Mm -hmm. um that was a good example. Yeah. yeah. Well, maybe maybe what I've been telling myself, maybe the thesis is I should just get out Wrath of the Wild and play again. Yeah, maybe. Um, <laughs> you have Hades to finish. <laughs> you got to get to Metroid. 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 <laughs> well, I won't start a new game. I'll just pick up my old game and ride my horse around. Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> I've, got some, I've got some fast ponies, you guys. <laughs> um, anyway, okay. So... So, right. So, there's something, I guess there's something about motion that's important. We can come yeah. back to that a bit. Okay. Um, there is a sequel to Monument Valley. I haven't played that. I didn't realize there was a sequel. I think there's a sequel. Mm-hmm. That, yeah. Is it only on iPhone? Because the reason it took me forever to get to Monument Valley is because I have an Android. It might actually yeah, be the case. I, it might be on Android now, but a lot okay. of these like high profile mobile games be, go on iOS and then they get released on other platforms later, but there's not the same hype at that time. Yeah. yeah. So, I tend to miss them too. Yeah. Yeah. For that reason. I think I it's. Think- Oh, worth, sorry, no, it's worth checking because I think yeah. it came out a while ago, but it might have been on iOS and that's why I haven't played it. Um, sure. But that was, I think, a while ago. So we'll mm-hmm. look and we'll put it in the show notes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, either way. Um, some other games that kind of came up when I was brainstorming things that might work was like Alto's Adventure, which is snowboarding. Mm-hmm. Problem is, I'm bad at it, <laughs> <laughs> which makes it stressful or yeah. frustrating, at least not stressful necessarily, yeah, yeah. but it's it's not relaxing because I fall down a lot. And I think that just might be, I don't know, maybe my phone's bad. Maybe my fingers are bad. I'm not sure. But yeah. it's not as relaxing as I, I just needed it to be. Sure. You know, it's the games I'm thinking of. Um, maybe I'm just an intense person, but like, I think like Baba is you, which mm. is you can play the same level 600 times in a row. Mm. Like you can restart it. Like that is a thing that can happen in that yeah, game. Yeah. And it was pretty relaxing. Like mm-hmm. even when I was stuck, which was not infrequently. Um, or I mentioned this last episode, but XCOM 2 is a game that was so, had so much routine. It had like, it's, it's a pretty, it's a deepish game, yeah. but you kind of do the same things over and over. Yeah. And, and there's a lot on the line if mm-hmm. you fail, but like, it's fine. Like it was, for you me, felt it was relaxing pretty, with that? Yeah, kind of did. That is shocking. <laughs> I think there's, there's a meta element to that game, which is this like countdown to the final alien invasion you can't avoid. Uh-huh. That. When I was reminded of that, I'm like, oh, right. Oh, okay. but, but the actual, when you play each stage, yeah. um, you have all the time in the world. And yeah. it's it pretty chill. Okay. Um, huh. Well, that's true. At XCOM gives you the opportunity to sit there and plan your moves before you do them. So yeah, you, just have you a do it at your own pace. Maybe, yeah. that, maybe that's a, a hallmark of games like this, oh. is, is you, you being able to engage it at your own pace. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So like the, 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 the games that you're describing here, like Optica, Monument Valley and stuff, I don't think of them as relaxing. I think of them as challenges I need to overcome. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I probably was f- fairly relaxed when I was playing them, but I don't think of them in that way. Yeah. But like when you brought up like XCOM and like you have a bunch of time to think about your moves and stuff, I was reminded of Civilization Six <laughs> um, because like I would play that game and it's well, it's relaxing in a 
Yeah. Probably a negative way because I play it too, <laughs> and then you just play it and it's five o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but like, you, yeah, you have a lot of time to think about your moves and stuff and it feels good to like, you know, to see your civilization, well, civilization progress. Yeah. Um, that is really satisfying. But also like you don't, it, generally speaking, isn't that stressful except for like the beginning where the AI tends to like war. Um, yeah, like barbarians are a nuisance, but like yeah. it, that game is even on harder difficulties. That game isn't that hard. It's, you just have to get past the first hundred turns. Basically. Yeah, and um, compared to something like Sim City, where you're always put literally putting out fires. Yeah, like you know, um, or preventing you know uh, uh, sewage overruns or whatever. Like the mm-hmm. the game generates problems for you. It's just more plate spinning. Yes, whereas Civilization is more just making steady progress yeah. till you win. Yeah. So once you get past the part where it, like it gets stressful in the beginning. But it's, you know, more engaging. You can just kind of sort of play through the motions. Mm-hmm. I find that very satisfying. Um, maybe in a relaxing sense. Yeah, maybe. So that's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. There's something in there. Like, um, Firewatch is another one that came to mind. Oh, yeah. Um, the story isn't always relaxing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but until the end of the game, a lot of it was for me, like, because we were just walking around outside. And I know that that's a walking simulator, I guess, to a certain extent. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's what I'm taking away from this is I just need to play more walking simulators when I'm trying to go to yeah. sleep. Um, but like, there was enough challenge in the navigation elements when you're trying to, you know, do your, your, your map and figure out where you are, mm-hmm. and then figure out a path to that that doesn't I mean you couldn't like fall down a cliff. In yeah. Firewatch, yeah. it wouldn't really let you. Mm. But but trying to figure out the map was kind of like a puzzle and yeah. then getting there was pretty relaxing and you had all the sounds and everything. So one of my very favorite things to do in games is charting a course. Yeah. Ah. I love that. Mm. It's like you make a plan and execute it. Yeah. Like that is so satisfying. And Breath of the Wild, of course, has that. Yeah. Um, but lots of games with mini maps mm-hmm. uh, have that quality, which is really fun. And so the, the, the sign of a game that you engage with on that level is how frequently do you use fast travel? Yeah. Right? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. You know, how willing are you to, to, to lose some time? Not just because the loading screens take a while, which is another reason to not use fast travel, but like because you are, you know you're going to enjoy the way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or you want to see about like weaving through whichever, you know, s- streets and alleys and whatever yeah. Assassin's Creed city. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. sometimes it's just fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I remember like being kind of disappointed. Eventually I got to the point when I was looking for the shrines of Breath of the Wild that I would just like start using fast travel all the time. Yeah. And I felt disappointed because it was like it was really fun to walk around the land. But yeah, it, it kind of meant that I was getting tired of walking around the land in that. Right, so right, right. I, I just eventually wanted to move on and finish these shrines and move on with my life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. But you're, you're talking about walking simulators. Yeah. One of the things that stresses me out is a game that where I don't know where to go and I could go anywhere. Mm-hmm. So, um, um, speaking of, of mist uh, abduction was a game hmm. right. that I, um, uh, we, we had people over and I think Steven, you were there one of the, yeah, one or two of those I nights. Saw a little bit we started it. playing it. Martha was at the wheel and we, we mm. played, started playing through the game. And then, uh, when, we, then we started doing something else. And so I picked up and kept playing a little bit. And the thing that frustrated me most was that like, supposedly calming sense of wandering through yeah. but having no idea where to go <laughs> right. yeah, like yeah, once right. i found the puzzle i needed to find yeah. then i'm like i can engage this puzzle it's fine even if right. it's frustrating or yeah. even if i'm missing a piece whatever but just like do i go over that hill or that hill Ugh. oh like, sure and oh yeah i had all the time in the world there was yeah. nothing yeah. i had but i had no framework with which to yeah. play yeah yeah that I drove that. me nuts i get that <laughs> yeah for sure well it's like getting lost when you're you know on the in the in the city like you're not lost lost you'll be okay if you just go in a direction but like you don't know where you're going so <laughs> right <laughs> right you're like where do i go yeah i get that yeah. Uh-huh. i totally get that uh yeah i feel like that 
in in certain metroidvanias and stuff too yeah. there's always that point in metroidvanias where you're looking for the one freaking item you need right. to move on and to you and level. you know that this area so well that like you as you retrace your steps over and over again you're yep. like i know i'm not gonna find it but i'm gonna look over here again yep yep <laughs> that's exactly <laughs> that huh that's actually that's interesting like when does a relaxing game become not relaxing ellen yeah. you touched on it a little bit you know that puzzle in optica yeah very frustrated with it well that one puzzle yeah I that mean, one puzzle most of Optica was still, it was exactly the right balance point. And that's not a criticism mm-hmm. of, of the game at all. Yeah. Um, the game is so well balanced and so well paced. That one level is just like funny how hard it is. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> it's, 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 cool. it's, it's hard cool. to even be mad at it. I'm not, you know, I'm, after the fact, I'm really he- right in the moment. Yes. But yeah. <laughs> what the heck? Yeah. Um, no, it's really is like almost like a climax of the story. Like it's a puzzle game with like a really cool narrative arc, actually, mm-hmm. in a weird way. And it teaches you how to play in a really cool way. But like, we're not talking about just optical. <laughs> we're, talking about, we're talking about games that are relaxing. And we've we've talked about a couple of components that I think are relaxing, at least for me. Mm-hmm. Um, we've talked about motion. That's not like reflexive based. It's like slow and controlled motion. You get to choose the speed. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but your reflexes don't really matter. Uh, we talked about like having a goal or a challenge or something, but it not necessarily being like, again, based on your speed or reaction time or, you know, accuracy or whatever, but it's something that, you know, you can work for work towards like a framework, mm-hmm. solving a puzzle, going to a place on the map. Um, and I'm not sure. I think that's what we've, that's kind of what we landed on. Now to, to answer your question, mm-hmm. Steven, things that don't work mm-hmm. are like, I think having, reaction based physical yeah mechanics um because then you're you're just revving yourself up yeah yeah um and maybe that's maybe that's relaxing like i've you know playing uh thoth a lot yeah i finally got to the point with that game where it was relaxing for the early levels <laughs> even then more <laughs> further on in the, in the game when it yeah. got much harder i would get like tense and it would not be a game that i'd want to play before i go to sleep um Another thing that can that doesn't work for me is like when it becomes a treadmill. So there's this oh. this great Android or game that I played on Android called Animal Restaurant, and it's got like the cutest. It's like a little restaurant manager. Mm-hmm. It's got the cutest little animations. They're all really simple, and each one's like an animal. You have animal customers and animal employees, and they all have like two animation states. They go from like paw up to paw down, and they're all going like this <laughs> uh, back and forth. And it's really really cute, and you can like serve all this cool kinds of food and open different parts of your restaurant. But the thing is that it never it's just that, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, so then, and you just, you get more food that gives you more money so you can buy different foods so you can make more money so that you can buy different foods yeah. so that you can, yeah, you know, it's just, right. it gets you stuck in that loop and then that loop becomes boring. Yeah. yeah right, yeah. right, right. So that was, that was relaxing for a while and adorable for a while until I just, I just abandoned my business. Yeah. There's like a whole genre of that stuff. I mean, uh, Animal Crossing is like that, but mm-hmm. I think it's, it's well enough designed that I don't, people have frequently expressed their shock that they're not bored by it yet. Mm. Mm. I haven't played, but that's, I trust that that's true. Cause a lot yeah. of people have said that mm-hmm. like a uh, Neko Atsume is, is another one of those types mm. of mobile yep, games yep. where it's right. like, Oh, after a while you get the idea. Yeah. Mm. And it's only at a certain point you're like, I'm, not, I'm not disliking this. I just I'm bored and I don't need to do it anymore. I just yeah. don't need more cats. Yeah. I enjoyed my time yeah. with it. Goodbye. You know, yeah. <laughs> like, there's a little bit of that, which is a weird way to bounce off a game. Yeah. Is to just be done with it in in that sense. Yeah. And you know what? I think that I'm so glad that you mentioned that because that's the that's the reason that I'm describing that I mentioned that game in the context of talking about things that I didn't like. Because mm. I don't like that ending. Yeah. Like I I got no 
sense of closure or yeah, sure. anything. It's mm-hmm. just like I just decided to be done. Yeah. It's almost like an existential moment where you're like, is this all there is? I, I, I guess it's yeah. mean, it's all meaningless, and then you just walk through the just walk through the door. You're done. Yeah, and then I download another game that's similar and start the whole cycle yeah, over right, again. Right, right, right. Yeah. This will be the one. Yeah, yeah. Those games don't There's have meaning off- here. Those games don't have off ramps because they no. want you to keep playing it so you can yeah, keep spending. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, So like, and it I makes don't. Sense. Like it. Yeah, yeah. It makes sense that that's the one yeah. that I've been you're playing totally is right. so. There's a, a threes or twenty forty eight. Oh. oh yeah. There's a I'd never played that before, oh, but okay. there's a version of it that's skinned uh um uh for Doctor Who. Oh, and hmm. the original version of of threes was a was a open source game, hmm. so it's very frequently and it was a web game. It yeah. very frequently been turned into like life on on you know promotional purposes because it's free to do it yeah. right. Um, unlike other games where it's more of like a they try to make it not as much of a knockoff. When you take threes, you can just have it like at least yeah. the, at least the original version of the game. And uh, it seemed like Doctor Who. You start off with. The first doctor, and if you put two first doctors together, you get the second doctor. Yeah, and you have to go all the way to the thirteenth doctor, uh-huh. which in is actually the fourteenth character in the series because uh-huh. there's a gap between eight and nine, or an extra one in between eight and nine. Yeah, um, and it so it's just three. I'd never played threes before, mm. and I started playing this thing, and I'm like, oh, this is great. And I I know these characters well enough that it would it just they just read as numbers now. Yeah, um, and I still go back to it for like a casual relaxing experience, but. Like with 2048, you win when you get to 2048. Yeah. It's not that hard. Hmm. Yeah. But with this one, it's 14 orders of magnitude. It's like many times harder to get to that. Hmm. So there is an ending in that sense. Yeah. More than other types of games of it. Um, and I still go back to that and I've gotten all the way to 12, mm. but once you get to 12, you literally have to play the entire game over again to get to 13 because yeah, it order basically. scales that yeah, way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I quickly realized the, the futility of it, mm-hmm. but I'm like, I go back to it anyway yeah. <laughs> and it's relaxing until I'm like, okay, I'm not going to play this again, but it's just that tiny moment of me just being done with it for the night. Yeah. I never fully get frustrated with it. Interesting. Which is really weird well, for me because I'm not, I don't, and that's not the type of game player I am generally. Yeah, that's true. But I mean, that game has an off ramp and it's like, I think you understand it. So you just execute a game plan and that makes sense for you. Yeah. Um, I think. <laughs> uh, yeah, fair enough. Um, but I mean, you know, I, I, I get that too. Cause like it kind of, I, I played threes. Yeah. Um, and like, yeah, eventually I got to the point where like, I was like, I'm not that good at the game. Um, and it, in order for me to get better, I'd have to just play it a lot. And you kind of have to like, yeah, you have to play the game a bunch to get to progress. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like you have the big number in order to get a second big number so you can make that number even larger. You have to play the game basically over. Yeah, it is. You have to play perfectly. And yeah. and the thing I realized pretty soon on is that there's enough randomness as to where the new ones spawn mm-hmm. that it is essentially in once you are perfect at the game, that yeah. doesn't guarantee you anything. Yeah. And so it becomes a toy at that point. Right. So yeah. when you eventually lose, it's just it's just a bad roll to die. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so it. That's that's frustrating in that existential sense, mm-hmm. yeah. And that, like, what is the point of this? If me being as good as the game I'm ever going to be, I just have to make sure that I I keep rolling good die all the way to the end, yeah. Right. In which case, that's what makes it hard. And it's like, but it's still, I, it doesn't. It's still very relaxing all the way. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, if it works for you, it works for you. I think yeah. one thing you touched on though is like two things actually, because you touched on like for me at least, it's got to it's relaxing if it has an off ramp. Yeah. Um. So I know that there'll be an end. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because you know that phrase, all good things come to an end. If you reverse those, if you reverse the X and the Y, it doesn't mean that it can't be good if it doesn't end. Mm. Whoa. Oh. <laughs> um, There's whoa. all good things. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. Um, and the other thing is, 
me- a sense of meaningful progress, like that mm-hmm. you're making meaningful progress each time that you yeah, yeah, yeah. you actually play. And so I guess I need like five things for something to be relaxing. That's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> but I'll keep looking. Mm-hmm. Well, games are a lot. They have, they have the five things that you require. You listed a whole bunch of them. We did. We did. Well, They're providing. And then I I miss I listed the things they weren't providing. Like yeah. Yeah. like Alto's Adventure. It's got all the things except for it's too hard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I think I mean the reason I was mentioning that that version of three is yeah. is because it I f- it's I think it's hard to know. Yeah. Like yeah. there's just some alchemy of it, and hmm. um that is just like this would normally frustrate me in this way or that way. And I thought like, am I just like. Be, uh, bewitched by it being a Doctor Who thing, and I found a bunch of other <laughs> online versions of the game. Mm-hmm. And the problem I had with theirs is, is I won them too quickly. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> and so I went back to the Doctor Who one, and because it's like impossible. And yeah. so, oh, that's I, like that's the one I go to when I'm like I need a second, mm-hmm. to, like calm myself between tasks or whatever. But like I wouldn't have guessed it. And I, there's lots of games where you look on paper and you're like, these are all the things I like, but I got bored. Yeah. Or yeah. like yeah. Th- none of this makes sense to me, but like it kept me going. Like mm-hmm. uh, there's. I mean, I'm not one to believe in alchemy, but like there's unknowable variables. Yeah, that's really yeah, what okay. it is, right? I guess one last one last game I'll mention that that I do continually go back to because it is just enough is um really bad chess. Yeah. Which is uh I think published by Noodle Cake, designed okay. by Zag Gage. Um but it I think I've talked about it on the show before, but basically it's like here's here's a chess board. And what if you didn't get the right number of pieces? <laughs> I mean, yeah. what if you ended up with like four rooks and like three pawns or something like that? Or you end up with three queens, and, you know, and you just play with the pieces that you're given. So yeah, like it's the, expressly not balanced. Yes, right? exactly. Exactly. And sometimes it's, you, you can change the difficulty. So it's balanced in your favor or mm-hmm. balanced in the opponent's favor. You can play other people. You can play the AI. Um, I'm not very good at trust to begin with, but that is okay here because... <laughs> It's not really chess. <laughs> it's really bad chess. So like I, I'll get on it and I'm like, okay, what am I going to do? I'm going to rewrite it or I'm going to play really bad chess and I'll pull up really bad chess and I'll lose or I'll win and that'll be enough. Yeah. And I'll just be done. I think what's doing this is what you mentioned very, at the very beginning, it being engaging. Yeah. And that's the thing about chess is every move is a puzzle. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's, Im- it's impossible for chess to be routine. Yeah. Unless you've been playing for 30 years, you're that type right. of player. Well, yeah. it, it, it's always engaging your noodle, even if it's a really easy, because you're always thinking about like a couple moves ahead yeah. or this is an easy move, but could I do a less optimal move now in, in exchange for what it'll set me up for three moves from now? And having a bunch of random starting positions basically gives you a lot to think about. Exactly. Right? Every single board is like, is a different puzzle. Or like, versus, is yeah. this an advantage for me or isn't it? Right. Like if you don't know a lot about chess or you're like an amateur, like most of us, right. that's a fun challenge to deduce, like to read the board. Right. Yeah. Right. Am I going to, you know, if I had a regular board, would I do my standard opening where I move the pawn that's like right in front of the queen or whatever? I don't remember exactly what I do, but mm-hmm. I don't know enough about chess to know the significance of making that my first move all the time. I just yeah. know that I like get my queen out yeah. there. I mean, she's, she's like my rocket launcher. Um, <laughs> But with really bad chess, it's like, well, I've got three queens. Which one do I start with? Have, I might have mentioned this on the show before. Have you heard of Fisher's Random Chess? Mm-mm. So uh, Bobby Fisher was a, was one of those players who was, you know, world famous chess player. Right. Got extremely bored of chess. Yes. Because in at high level play, everything is routine. Yeah. Every move is it has a known counter. Yep. Every known counter has a known counter counter. And the whole mid uh, early game and into the mid game is just boring for really good players sure so he just invented a game where 
you just randomize where the pieces are and it's identical for both players. Mm-hmm. So you you just have to use your chess skills and you no longer have any use for your memorization. Right. Ah. So that's essentially what real bad chess is. Yeah, yeah. But on a, in a, on a more chaotic and more sort of enjoyable to the amateur kind of way. Mm-hmm. But it's exactly what it was for him where he just got bored of chess and he found something to make it not boring. Yeah. By bringing back what was interesting about it. Yeah, yeah. Not, not, yeah, taking out the routine. I was trying to get into Go um, a while ago. Yeah. Uh, um, which is the, the game when you have like the intersecting lines and the white dots and the mm-hmm. black dots yeah. and you're trying to capture territory. And I found the rules kind of difficult to follow, but uh, and then I couldn't get Eric to play with me. So I'm just playing with myself, <laughs> which is not very fun. Ellen, I will play Go with you. I haven't played Go since college, but I, I it was like a four month period where I was super into it. Okay. So I'll message you at late night when you're just up working and I'll yeah. be like, I need to go to sleep. So can you play a game of Go with me? <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'll be like, I have a lot of work to do tonight and it's already two o'clock, but I will put it aside because this sounds fun. <laughs> Perfect. Problem solved. All right. I I'll mean, be, a, a problem solved. I'll be asleep. <laughs> <laughs> well, who will, who will uh, adjudicate our disputes? Uh, you two. <laughs> we'll I'll take, be asleep. We'll take a screenshot and we'll post it. Yeah. To I'll Discord. get to it at six o'clock in the morning. Who, yeah, we'll still be won? playing. <laughs> sounds, like a, sounds like a relaxing evening. <laughs> Great. Shoot. Hmm. We might have to keep thinking about this. We'll come back to it later in a later episode. Did it work? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I said I was going to do the call to action for this one. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, here it's me again. Um, Yeah. So I want to say something about our show that I like. And that is that we make lots of funny sounds with our faces. But we don't have lots of crazy radio sounds like annoying DJs do. Now, you're going to know who edits this episode by whether you hear crazy sounds right now. To undermine what Ellen just said. Yeah, I don't think I'm editing this one, so... It so might be me. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, well, th- that actually leads me right into the thing I wanted to talk about, which is the feedback form. So, like, if you like the fact that we don't have lots of crazy DJ sounds, you can tell us that on the feedback form. Or if you liked Steven's demonstration just now of the crazy sounds, and you want more, you can tell us that, too, on the what feedback form. What sound did I make? Well, now you gotta do it. What did I do? You gotta put underneath <laughs> in, the ed- in the edit. Oh, right. I'm editing this, I guess. <laughs> yeah, you haven't done it yet, Steven. Dale, put this in the, put a crazy noise in this. <laughs> pew, pew. That's about as close as we've gotten. Yeah, pew, pew. Mm-hmm. Pew, pew, pew. Pew, pew, pew. Yeah. Yeah, anyway, so we don't really do that much. But if you want if you want it more, you can tell us that in the feedback form. Or if you want to tell us, like, what more topics do you want us to do? You want, you want us to have a more of a cer- certain type of episode? Do you want us to do more, like, nice thinking? Mm-hmm. Or some other new format of show that we haven't even thought of yet? You can tell us that. You can give us a suggestion, and we'll see it in the feedback form. Yeah. Um, do we have, you know, do we have enough Star Trek references? We don't, need, we don't need feedback on that. No, yeah, we don't. <laughs> cool. All right. Nice game. I'm glad we're in agreement. Okay. <laughs> That's what he thinks, but. <laughs> Nicegames.club slash feedback. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Steven? Yes. Explain yourself. <laughs> I've been trying to explain myself to myself for many years, Mark. And I, you know, I haven't reached a commitment yet. <laughs> I wasn't teeing you up for trans- transition. I really want you to explain no, I know, this topic. I know. Okay. <laughs> what is what is commitment? All right, mean? commitment in in fighting game sense is, is it's a it's a fighting game term that I just now discovered was a fighting game term and not a regular thing that's in game design. Um, <laughs> which I guess I should have saw that coming. The more um, you know, <laughs> it's basically like when you, you when you do an action, you you're locked into that action for a certain amount of time. So the commitment uh-huh. is how long you're locked into that action for. Right. I when I hear people talking about fighting game strategy, I hear about cancels. Yes. A lot, and I'm like, that's a weird thing to talk about. Like I understand the 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 actual mechanism that you're describing, uh-huh. but it just doesn't occur to me that that's something that has an interaction. But it makes sense when you have yeah. two players at each other. Yeah, yeah. Different moves have different amount of commitment. Exactly. Yeah. Um. So like like uh hit confirmed, which I think we talked about in the fighting game the uh, topic that was years ago i guess now um is like basically when you hit some if you hit somebody you can confirm that you're you can do the rest of the actions the rest of the combo um and so like it's not much of a commitment if you just do a little a quick attack to confirm into more powerful attacks Mm -hmm. it's that kind of thing um with respect to commitment though i kind of want to talk about this with not just in a fighting game sense but also like in an action game sense because uh i oftentimes will see well, gamers talk about like how uh, this game, you know, is snappy and quick and all of the actions are very fast. Uh, and I feel very differently in how like I want my games to be. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I like games to be slower. Right. Um, and isn't, that, just- isn't that how Dark Souls does it? Mm-hmm. it yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. 
yeah, Dark Souls is specific in that in that like all of your actions, all of your actions are relatively slow compared to like um, yep. Devil May Cry. Yeah. Um, but like you know, all of your opponent's actions are also very slow. Mm-hmm. Um, I like that. I like that kind of aspect in gameplay because um, you know, like your your actions are easy to read, your opponent's actions are easy to read, so it's easier to know what the heck is happening on screen. Yeah. You ever watched a melee game and people are just you know? Yeah. <laughs> Just gonna um, make a note of that. <laughs> cut it out for yep, later yep, use. Yep. Um, <laughs> you know they're doing all that. Yeah, you, you, and you can't tell what the heck is happening on the screen unless you like, you know, are very familiar with melee. Um, then it, it makes it hard to read. But there are other games that are a lot slower that you can like. Soul Calibur is relatively slow for a three fighting game. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that's the one you like. That is the one I like. Tekken is the one you don't. Tekken is the one I hate. Okay. Um, Tekken. Oh my gosh, the motion in Tekken is the worst <laughs> freaking thing. I anyway um <laughs> because of the lack of commitment uh sort of yeah all actually. right maybe that's, i'm getting it that's right <laughs> <laughs> yeah um i also like i also like solar animations because they get to be more expressive and cool looking yeah, that's fun. yeah um now let me ask you this one of the yeah one of the thing because i this concept makes sense to me in an action game sense yes for uh games that use like the the um uh, the Arkham games have yeah. the sort of brawl sort of sense where you sort of chain actions and yes. then they play out. Yes. And I think the best expression of that is Spider-Man, which yeah. I-, I love that game. I love the way it feels. Mm-hmm. And I'm usually not one to like, that's that be my favorite thing about a game. Yeah. But it's definitely my favorite thing about that game. Yeah. And it's because you can decide what to do. It's like you're, it's like you're operating Spider-Man from like a remote. I mean, you really literally are, mm-hmm. but like, you know, and you're just telling him to do these things and it's let, it's far less reliant on on timing encounters yes it's much more about like knowing seeing something coming and knowing what to do after you're done with the current thing yes and not necessarily doing a perfect counter to yeah the, the, the game reaction. is more like both arkham knight Ar- all arkham games and spider-man yeah. are kind of more like rhythm games and so how we, so with fighting games yeah. like it, it can't work that way you have to be more precise than that right um yeah it, it it can't work that way from a full meta sense like i think in the beginning when you're starting out with the with with fighting games it kind of works that way because you like you see a person let you use falcon punch or whatever it takes forever for that thing to wind up and end <laughs> yeah. um, so you can hit them after that right. but like when you get to higher level gameplay they're not using falcon punch unless they know they can hit it well no um, i know but i mean the person oh, sure. doing the falcon punch yes what what do they do they have to wait until they can like, where they're 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 out of that commitment period to do the next thing or can they chain their activity? Oh, not with Falcon Punches. It depends on what action. Oh, I mean, just generally, because that's how the system in these action games works. Yes. Yeah. You can kind of like queue up a punch before the previous one is done. Yes. Oh, I mean, you. Oh, I see. I think I see what you're saying. Yeah. yeah I think depending on the actions you're trying to do, if you're trying to do light actions, you're going to want to use a bunch of small actions and you don't you will effectively queue them up. Yeah. Like there's the part where you're playing footsies and you're trying you're dancing around your opponent trying to see what your opponent's going to do um, and what you, you know, and you're trying to counter what you think your opponent is going to do in that instance, throwing out random actions and not really committing to those actions, but just throwing them out. So your opponent knows that you mean business mm, um, mm-hmm. is important and is part of the game. Right. But yeah. there's no point in which you, when you press a button, it's not meant to be specific. The action is not always takes place when you press the button there. What? There's no point when, sorry. I think, yeah. The, the, what I'm describing is <laughs> like when you're playing one of these games where you like chain combos. Yes. You don't have to, pr- you just, the first time you press it, then you're committed to that action. And yes. while that action's happening, you can commit to the next action. Yes. Bef- and the, the timing window is very generous. Oh, I see. Yeah. Th- I mean, yeah, there are, um, 
games in general, fighting games in general, have kind of moved. Well, most of them have moved past like making combos hard to execute. Yeah. Um, in terms of like timing based stuff, a lot of them have auto combos now where you just mash the X button and right, you'll get right. your good, a pretty decent combo. <laughs> yeah. It's not necessarily the most optimal, but like it'll sure, get sure. you by for a lot of fights. Yeah. That's, um, that's how I do it. <laughs> and I mean, it works. So like, I, I don't blame anybody well. for doing that. <laughs> it works if you can pull it Ellen, off. You didn't, you didn't, you could have just stayed quiet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I, I think like, um, but that's an interesting thing, like the Arkham games and stuff. I don't think you really have to commit to a lot of the actions that you do in that game because mm-hmm. in any point, like whenever an opponent is about to swing at you, you can just counter them like almost in, during your animations. That's true. You do so, have that ability. Yeah. So I it's think not a hard there are certain types there. of things that you do fully commit to. Yes. But just general actions you can cancel pretty yes. easily. Yeah, yeah. Actually, I, I'm glad you brought up canceling because that is an important thing that I didn't even think about. <laughs> um, Just way too in the weeds. <laughs> well, because like, um, how much you can commit to something um, includes how much you can you know, stop that animation from happening at any g- given point. Yeah. Actually, something that I was kind of disappointed with with the new um, Super Smash Bros. Ultimate is that in that game, it had you could cancel your taunts, um, which, I mean... Probably isn't that controversial to most people. They yeah. probably don't care. But to me, <laughs> I like the idea that like but you should be punished for taunting too ex- much. Yes, you should be punished for taunting too much. And if you pull off a taunt and they don't punish you, then yeah. you get you know it's like uh, there's psychological damage. Now this this might be self evident, but <laughs> mm. a taunt in a fighting game is literally what it sounds like. Yes, yeah, it, yeah, it, has, yeah. it does no you damage. Just do a it has fancy, no... Yeah, you just do a fancy animation that shows off the character. You know, the character of the character right. you're playing. As. It's basically bad sportsmanship. In, in, in a mechanical sense yes okay yeah basically <laughs> right you could still taunt as much as you want with your face parts right. yeah <laughs> or your hands i right. mean as long this as this just makes it a first class function of the game yes right. but um ultimate allows you to cancel your taunts part way through yeah so like you could taunt somebody and then like hit them before your taunt animation so you ended. could faint a little oh. bit exactly which is kind of there's neat, a different psychology which is kind of neat but i would prefer just actual fainting like yeah. actual like oh partway do an action and then stop your action and do another action or something right. or cancel that actually completely mm-hmm. actually soul Calibur has a lot of that i think tekken does a little bit too mm-hmm. um but um yeah i i that so like as a result the taunts were less committal and i like them less i like commitment in my games i yeah. like that like when I make a decision, I have to commit to that decision for 30 frames or whatever. Right, right. Because um, that feels satisfying when that commitment that you made is paid off in a satisfying way. Like you get fancy hit sounds, fancy hit flashes. The boss, you know, shakes because you were so powerful with this big old slam <laughs> that you did. You know, all that stuff yeah. is very satisfying. If you just like hit a button and in five frames the attack is done and, the you know, nothing really, you don't really feel a lot of it, It that is... I don't like this. <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to try to process this out loud. Okay. I do not play fighting games very often. That's and when, okay. I, when I do, I, like I just said, X button. Yeah. Um, but I did do a lot when I was younger. I did a lot of actual sparring. Yeah. In the ring. So I'm going to use some of that language to try to explain Ooh. what mm-hmm. I'm experiencing. I love I, this. Yes. The way that I'm interpreting this. So like you're in a, f- fighting game mm-hmm. and you're moving around your pawn and you've got this dynamic situation yeah. there might be palm trees or whatever is in the background yep um <laughs> there's just some loose chickens <laughs> not after i went through <laughs> um right 
No, that's distracting, Mark. Okay. So, and okay. So you're going to, you're going to try to get some reaction. You want to get some, you want to get some reactions because yeah. then, you know, your opponent will react. And when they react, it might create an opening for you. So you yes. want to make sure that there's like, there's got to be energy moving back and forth between, yes. you know, between you and your opponent. Yes. Um, so you might do an action, but mm-hmm. you don't do it with a lot of commitment. Right. And you intentionally don't do it with a lot of commitment. You do a low committal action. Yeah, like you're saying. Yes. Right. Okay. And so then they're going to respond with maybe a low committal action, but that's what you're expecting. So then you can yes. be ready with like a high commit action that's yeah. going to be highly impactful. Yeah. There okay. you go. So, all right. That's cool. the good stuff. And that's the, that's what you want. <laughs> yes. Well, that's really interesting because like that's, that's- I mean, that's what all fighting, regardless of the speed, that's what all fighting games provide. Mm-hmm. Right. Or they should anyways. <laughs> right. But that, they, what you're saying is they yeah. don't always- well, no, I think that they always do, but at um, the the impact of that is more or less depending on like how frequent attacks come out. Interesting. I, I think yeah. a lot of like a, a lot of fighting game players and action game players like fast paced gameplay, which mm-hmm. is fine. I understand that too because mashing buttons is fun, um, even Indeed. when they don't do things. That, <laughs> they don't do a lot. Like yeah. doing a lot of things is fun. Um, but I think that like I think that it, there's a lot of satisfying. A gameplay that can happen when like a game is just slower paced and more methodical in how you're doing it and more like there's more thought process in it mm-hmm. there's a lot it, it, mm-hmm. it, to me the the core of fighting games feels more easily accessible when games when the game is slower because yeah. more people yeah. can like more they they start thinking about their actions more yeah you know that makes me think about how there's like smash style games, yes. br- four player brawlers, yep. right? The genre is so specific to smash and all of its, <laughs> its imitators, mm. even though there's no particular reason for that. And then there's, this is the standard street fighter style yep. fighting game, which I feel is a little more varied. In, uh, yeah. Those oh, games it are. is. Yep. But, um, fast paced actions doesn't really work for the, because it, it, for a smash style game, because there's so much physical space. Hey, I'm glad you brought that up. Right. Because the new Nickelodeon game, all those <laughs> actions are fast. Yeah. Everything about that game is fast and it looks silly. <laughs> when I play smash, yeah. just because the way the game is presented to me, mm-hmm. my instinct is to dart in and out. Yeah. Like get into a fight, get out of a fight, position myself for a new thing. That's the yeah. methodical yeah. thing that you're describing. Yes. Um, I, am I reading that right? Or is, cause I, I'm thinking about every time I see one of these smash directs where Sakurai talks about all the different things you can do. Mm-hmm. I'm like, why? Like there's <laughs> like, just be Meta Knight and do that one thing. And most of the time you'll win. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's my smash strategy. Mm-hmm. Um, and because you have all that space. So all the things people can do, it only matters in that fraction of a second when you go to each other and you've each made one choice and then you can bounce. So, you Part know. of commitment is also moving back and forth. That yeah. should be a commitment as well. Sure. Um, and I think that, like, in fact, especially in later Smash games, movement is a pretty significant commitment. Sure. Because how fast you move, there's not a lot of, like, low commitment movement options in the later Smash games. In Melee, you have wave dashing, which is technically hard to do. Yeah. Um, but uh, that allows you to, like, move in a way that is relatively low committal because, like, once you do a wave dash, you can cancel that wave dash into any action right. very quickly. And that's an exploit. It's an exploit. It's yes, a standard part of the meta now. It's part of Everybody the does now, it, right? Yes, like yeah. You can't be a the new player, The new Nick game was designed with wave dashes. Like okay. it has wave dashes. Yeah, yeah. Um, They called it wave dashes in their little, this is how you play the game thing video. It was so strange. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't have a high opinion about this game if it wasn't clear. Um, 
But like the newer Smash games don't have those low commitment things. You can walk, but walking is so slow that it's not very beneficial. Yeah. Um, and so a lot of times you just have to run. And you can cancel your runs into actions, but there's a period of time when you start a run where you cannot do that. Right. Um, and so like you have to commit to dashing in or dashing out and your opponent can capitalize on that. Mm-hmm. Um, so really in, I mean, like I said, in, mo- in all fighting games, all of your actions have some form of a commitment and it and you need to like gamble around that and determine if that commitment is worth it yeah. so that like you can you know deal more damage than they deal to you sure sure um and so that's yeah. still that's still fast reaction it's just in some cases, you're you're, yeah. you're saying you 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 much you prefer more more consequences for committals so that that literally takes longer i i want more commitment in general from all actions i think okay. because mm. like i find that to be more enjoyable when people are making conscious decisions yeah. to do things or not do things. Right. Um, versus just being able to spam buttons yeah. because it's fun. And also it's kind of how the game is supposed to be played. Also, there's more evident strategy. Like you, you're yeah. able to better read what your opponent is doing. Exactly. If you can actually see more of it. Yes. Right. Yeah. I think a lot of people like the highly technical gameplay of faster games. Right. Because like there's a lot of, there's an execution challenge. And I think people come to fighting games for execution challenges. I don't enjoy that as much. Right. Um, and so I don't want that as much in my games. Yeah. So I don't like to. I, I tried to do a combo. quarter circle on yeah. a Sega Genesis gamepad in yeah. 1994. Uh-huh. Never again. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I, don't, I don't need that in my life. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and so like I, I want, I, that's why I want more fighting games to feel more accessible to people. Yeah. So I think fast having them yeah, like this. Why? Okay. So that's why I have an issue with this Nickelodeon fighting game mm-hmm. is because like you play as Nickelodeon characters. This is for like kids. Yeah. Kids watch Nickelodeon t- television shows, right. and like the game has wave dashing in it. Right, it's not mar- It's not a game for them. It really, it audience. really feels like it's not. Yeah. The the when I'm watching people play the game, I'm watching like pros play it, and it's kind of hype watching people play the game, even yeah. though like there's some serious jank in that game. Um, <laughs> I think that like it is fun to watch them play it, but like all of the pros are playing it because like it's a fun game for them to play. Mm-hmm. Like the developers of the game made this game before called Slap City. Which was um, um is, is another platform fighter, and it's more um it's also like highly technical. It's got the wave dashes and stuff like that. A lot of platform fighters do do that kind of thing, and so it just feels like it's it, it feels like the entire game, like um visually and thematically, is about Nickelodeon cartoon characters doing fun animations and hitting each other, and it being like a fun cartoon violence fest, mm-hmm. which is cool, but like. In actuality, <laughs> I mean, it's cool because they're cartoons and cartoons do have cartoon violence. Yeah. <laughs> but in actuality, the game is like really hardcore in its in its play. Yeah. Huh. Um, and huh. it just it just feels off. Like all of the animations are so quick. Actually, in motion, when like the pros are playing it, it actually like kind of works. But like when you're playing it and you, you know, you, you're not moving that quickly, all the animations are so fast that you don't really get to you don't really get to experience the way SpongeBob moves. <laughs> Huh. Like in his in in, in right. his because that cartoon. doesn't that doesn't frankly matter to hardcore players. It doesn't. Yeah. Well, I mean, it matters some, but it doesn't yeah. matter. It doesn't matter as much as the, the play yeah. does. Yeah. And I think hmm. we talked about this on the show that Smash has a unique quality of being very casual friendly. Yeah. While also being highly technical, if you want it to be. Yes. That's. I guess it's just harder to. You can lean one way or the other if you know who you're going to market to. I guess. Yeah. Rather well, than try to do both. And and to be fair, it's really difficult to animate things in a way that is satisfying, like, and still unsatisfying in both like, you know, animation visually and yeah. animation playstyle. Yeah. Um, so like, I don't fault the developers for not getting it right to my 
extent. Right. Well, it but, seems like they made what they wanted to make. Yeah. It's just, it, it confuses you. It confuses me a lot. Yeah. It very much does. <laughs> um, and I just, I keep going over and over how that game, like to me, it, make, it would make more sense if that game was like, like a regular 2D fighter like Street Fighter. Yeah. And had slower animations and had fancy supers and stuff. Because then SpongeBob would get to blow a bubble and like trap your opponent and then make a bunch of Krabby Patties. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Welcome to Steven's TED Talk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, oh boy, that was a lot of talking about commitment stuff. Does it make yeah. this? This makes sense now. Um, it can, I, clear? can I talk about what I think it means? <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Please. Okay. So what's interesting was what I'm taking away from what you're saying about this is like the games that you think work really well and are more accessible to players who maybe aren't experts in the fighting game genre are mm-hmm. ones where there is a lot of commitment in the actions and there's a little bit. It's a little bit more, not necessarily slow, but like there's space between the moves. Yeah, I, yes. Okay. Uh, Well. Let me keep going. Space. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. Because I have a theory. Okay. And I think one of the, maybe it's just almost like it's more human speed. Because when you're talking, when you were talking about the games that have commitment and like the way that people are interacting with their opponents, it actually reminded me more about what happens in a ring. Yeah. Of actual Mm -hmm. fighters. Yeah. Right. So like. Um, in Taekwondo, and that was the sport that I did, like it's the sparring rules are very stylized, right? So it's not like MMA where you're trying to like actually knock somebody out and it's not right. boxing where you're going to get, you know, you can probably get brain damage. Like yes. sports can be dangerous, yes. but, mm-hmm. but like you aren't necessarily going to win through a knockout. Yeah. You, uh, at least when I was doing it, you could do rules that way, at least at the Olympic level when I was sparring, but that wasn't like the leagues that we were in because I was mm-hmm. still a kid, so we didn't have those rules. Right. Is it sort of like fencing? Where It's a little bit the, like fencing. There's a lot of like objective determination as to whether you've scored it. Yeah, it's a yeah. point. It's a point system, yeah. exactly. So, and so like you'd, um, if you'd make a hit to the body, then it would be one point. If you'd made, if you make a hit to the head, um, it'd be two points, but that's through kicking. Taekwondo is very kicking dependent. You could score a point through punching on like to the body, but you had to deliver it with such power that you'd actually like move your opponent and you couldn't punch to the head. What's interesting is because it has that system and there's different point values, it it provides a meta to that game. It does. In a way that like boxing doesn't necessarily have. Well, boxing is scoring. Nobody watches the score. (laughs) No one knows how that even works. Yeah. (laughs) Well, the judges do. But to me, me, that's like the analogy to the people who are really, really good at fighting games Mm -hmm. playing like the really fast um, the fast paced things that yeah. you're describing, right? Yeah. So like, um, I don't have the reflexes or the the knowledge and I didn't even when I was practicing a ton every single day to be able to score very well and mm-hmm. consistently and watch a game and be like, that's a point, that's a point, that's a point. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was still accessible to me as a, as like a, as a fighter to like get in there and you'd like circle around a little bit and you do your fainting and you'd like, then you'd start by a little like, bouncing so you can get a sense of the, of the ring and the movement. Yeah. And I realized I'm moving away from the mic and that's You're bouncing not, away. You're I'm bouncing away. Displaying it with right. your voice. Yeah. So, and then like, then you might like try a couple feints and you yeah. like might try a really like something that looks like a high commitment feint where you're like kind of wind up for a combo or something, but then you cancel it really quick. Yeah. Or like you think you try to telegraph one combo that you've tried a couple times, mm-hmm. try to fake them out. So then they try to counterattack oh, your that's combo. The good stuff. Yeah. The and mind games. Exactly. The mind games. Exactly. And then the thing is you switch your combo in the middle because like you were playing it the whole time and yeah. you twist the other way and then yeah. you kick them right in. <sighs> yes. Which, which you can't do until. I don't know. Like you Until have you to have commit to it. have enough tactical skill to be able to do those yeah. things. I think so. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. So the way that you're describing the games that the kind of fighting games that you like and that you advocate for 
to me, have the rhythm of a real fight. Yeah. Well, I mean, arguably, all of these, all of the games have this, that rhythm. But like, yeah, I, no. Well. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, We're being very generous. I mean, yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, all right, that's fair. It, it, it just seems, it just seems, I don't know. Like, so there's like there's an analogy. As well, I mean, opposed to like, like you mapped it one to one pretty well yeah. to what's what Steven's sort of platonic ideal is. Yeah. Um, and so I totally see the connection you're drawing. Right. Yes. And then like the yeah. fa- more f- the way that you were describing the like the more fast paced kind of lower commitment ones just reminded me of like slap fights I'd get into with my sister in the back of the minivan. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. stop, stop. <laughs> yeah. Well, so here, this is the thing that I, that. I thought I was getting from your sort of your theory uh-huh. or, or your what you uh, would prefer is because there's more space between and there's more strategy. Yeah. That also there's more there's larger consequences for failure. Yes. Mm-hmm. And and in that consequence, you can learn something about your opponent and you can also like understand you can learn something about your own strategy. Whereas the faster pace thing, it feels like it's much harder to adapt because it's very you're getting these micro pieces of information. And, but the question I have is, yeah. am, am I reading that right? Because what I want from a game like this is mm-hmm. to fail more often so I can gather information. Yeah. But mm. maybe that happens in the faster paced. It, it does happen in the faster paced games. You do fail more. Well, your fails are less. But they're less well, consequential. It depends on the game. Yeah. Because like this new game, the, the Nick game is, is very fast paced, but very punishing if you fail. Cause like there are basically one hit kill combos effectively. Right. Or like, um, instant, you get hit once and you're dead. Mm-hmm. Um, so like your fail states are how many lives you have. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, so I, I, I think that, uh, but I think that like if you, so there are certain faster paced games where you get fail and it won't be as significant. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can fail more frequently. As so a can you, you can even budget failure. Yes. And mm. in fact, you're supposed to do that. Yeah. Um, I think in, in optimal play, I think you're supposed to budget because you're going to get hit. Yeah. In optimal play, you're, you're supposed to budget for that failure and use that as an opportunity for someone to reveal their hand effectively, mm-hmm. their mm. strategy and what they want to do and how they're planning on doing it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I guess it doesn't exactly work in that way. It, it, the slower paced games doesn't necessarily make it that failure is better well, well maybe maybe not necessarily failure but like you know if you try something and it doesn't work yes not that you get hit or, yeah. that, or, that, or there's a counter to you mm-hmm. and basically uh, what i find appealing about it and i guess it could go either way mm-hmm. is uh, a, a system that lets me um like use my tactics to gain information yes mm-hmm. right? yeah um and so it's it almost seems like the that either strategy or either type of play can do that. Yeah. It's not yeah. dependent on the type. Oh, so I was totally. maybe reading a little bit too much into it. No, I, I think that's true. I think that it, it it doesn't matter what type of fighting game you're playing. I think you ultimately do want to use your attacks to gain information, you exploit that information to defeat your opponent. Right. Um, um but that information has to um come from like a uh hmm, how do I describe it? I don't think commitment is necessarily <laughs> going to provide the yeah. information you need for that particular. Okay, well um, let's let's bail on that train of thought then okay. and close out with like as as designers, yes. what is the approach you take if you want to have a more sort of deliberate strategy okay. or, or, more, or take commitment seriously, however yeah. you fall on that on well, the side of the argument. I mean, like first thing you can do is you can tweak your damage so that like you deal more damage but your moves are slower. So hmm. just like double the damage you deal half the speed of your animations sure. just try that feel that how, how that feels mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. 
do that a few times, experiment with it. Um, I think that like is a good way of at least starting with the approach. Um, I, like when I was working on Rhythm Rumble, I, I initially wanted the game to be very slow. <laughs> People did not like that. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted it to be like every beat. You could only do one action every beat. We yeah. changed it so that like you can do quarter beats and half beats and stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't know that that fully worked out. I kind of wish I had went with the original design plan, but mm-hmm. I think that it was more, you know, you can mash more buttons. Right. Um, but you lose, you lose the track of the beat. You lose track better, of the yeah. beat. Yeah. People had issues with that. And mm-hmm. like, I had to justify, or I had to like figure out a combination or figure out what would work best with that. Yeah. And it did. I don't, there's a lot of things that I think didn't work with that in particular. Mm-hmm. Um, but like I, you know, I tweaked a bunch of stuff and already get to the point where that worked out sort of well, um, at least in terms of like playing the game, it felt fun to play. Right. But you started from a place of like, almost extreme slowness yes. you you found the limit of that and then you yeah. worked your way mm-hmm. back from that exactly yeah. yeah so like that would be valuable to try mm-hmm. um and i think like, if you're trying to make a game that is high commitment or low commitment um it, it plan for that and play the game a bunch and see how much players are committing to the actions that they're doing in your action game in your fighting game in whatever game it is that you're making mm-hmm. um i think that's important i do want to make clear that I don't think that having low or high commitment moves is like the accessibility tool. <laughs> right. I mean, we've been talking about it in terms of accessibility, but I think it's just, it makes the game easier to approach for players to play if it's slower. Yeah. Um, I don't think it's an, ex- I don't think it's like strictly an accessibility thing. Right. But in the general sense, you're talking general about the general sense. sense. Okay. Yes. Yeah, but, yeah. I mean, it, I think it can be valuable for that potentially mm-hmm. if you use it in the right way. We should, uh, we should do like a workshop where you make us play a couple different fighting games that you think have a completely different feel, oh. and we revisit we revisit this topic like and when we see if we we can read them and, and, and oh, y'all if we come up with like new language or new way of yeah. you know yeah, y'all would hate that but <laughs> <laughs> for science for science for for podcasts I mean ultimately for you Stephen <laughs> all right that's our show check out our website nicegames.club for show notes and links to resources on today's topics many and myriad fighting game resources correct steven yeah we'll have a bunch of lists i didn't list but we will (laughs) (laughs) we'd love to hear your thoughts on this episode and our programming in general go to nicegames.club slash feedback and tell us what you think you can also get in touch with us on twitter at nice games club where dale tweets about game dev resources and gender neutral nicknames or you can email us through contact at nicegames.club want to support the show there are so many ways give us a review on your favorite podcast app tell your friends about your favorite episodes join us on discord by visiting nicegames.club discord and hey we're also on patreon as a patron of the show you'll enjoy bonus content extra jokes and a whole lot more sign up at patreon.com slash nicegamesclub so until we start again remember to play nice and make nice As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it every time. And if you love the filet of fish, right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just six dollars. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba da ba ba ba.